Oh. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and the Chief Growth Officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing my dear friend, Catherine Barton of Future Thinking Consulting. So thank you so much for joining us. This is fun. I've been waiting all day to play with you, Casey. Awesome. So tell our listeners a little bit about you. Well, first of all, I'm a Hoosier. So I love uh, college basketball. And uh, but I, now I live in Florida and Maryland. And my company is uh, headquartered in Florida, but I go back and forth all the time. And one of the things that I do is I'm a business scientist and I have the only leadership development program that was created by a female business scientist and it's all based on science. I'm also, I'm also training to do a through hike on the Appalachia Trail. So we'll see how that goes. That's kind of random. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> How did that come about? I'm curious. Which one? The, the hike. <laughs> the hike. Well, I don't know because I must think differently than the rest of the world because I was real excited to announce it. And every time I say it to someone, they kind of give me that look. Because <laughs> obviously I'm not hiking uh, 2,000 miles or whatever the heck it is without some, some training. So this is going to be like 2025. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think you should do two weeks with me. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I don't On the spot, go. ladies and gentlemen, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> two weeks is a long time. Two weeks, me and you completely filthy, dirty, walking the Appalachia Trail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Like part of me wants to say I'm up for the challenge and another part is like, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it later. Sounds good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so talk to me about how you became a business scientist. So you're the only person I've ever seen use that term before. Well, it, it's um, every single word I suggest, even though I may sound like a goofball today, every single word I suggest is backed by science. So there's the scientist part, um, currently working on my uh, dissertation, whatever, uh, business, which is my favorite conversation in the whole world. So now everyone knows I'm a complete dork, but that's, I started out wanting to be a social worker and really what I found out <laughs> was I just wanted to like kick doors open <laughs> and help children and run out. But that <laughs> that's not really part of the job. They won't let me kick doors open. So I needed an elective. And I, I, I saw IO psychology, industrial organization psychology. And I thought if it fits my time slot, signed up for it, completely fell in love with it. And that's how it all, I all my steps into becoming business and psychology together. Interesting. So, yeah. So, and they might let me kick down doors here in, <laughs> you know, 
it depends on what business I'm working with. But yeah, as a social worker, it probably wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so is your undergrad in psychology? Yes. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And then, you know, I just moved on from there. And um, the business and psychology was just my fit. Like mm -hmm. every course I was in love with, every conversation, I just, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to go to the next part. Yeah. So I knew that's where I need to be then. Very fascinating. I yeah. love it. Awesome. Well, as you know, our podcast is called We Thrive. So I'm curious, Miss Scientist, uh -oh. <laughs> what does thrive mean to you? Oh, goodness. Okay. So maybe if I could just practice some politically incorrect here. It's all good. Prosperity. Oh my gosh. I can't believe she said that. She's an evil <laughs> capitalist. Okay. So let's go a little deeper. Prosperous in everything, which I mean, here we're obviously prosperous on laughing and having a good time. Abundance in just a really good life. And I mean, I'm a business scientist consultant. People come to me and no one has ever said, could you please give me a mediocre business? Because I really want a dull life and nothing to go up. They're always talking about money. And so I have no problem with saying people that are making money the ethical, correct way, they're, they're thriving. They're yeah. thriving. They feel good about, I mean, when I got my first, like a, I want to call client, it was like a $50 gig. And I remember that $50 gig was so amazing to me. And here I am years, years, years later, still talking about it. And I'm excited because that was just like the best thing. So a thriving, I would say people that move forward. Awesome. It's the bitsy steps, whatever the heck it is, but the people that move forward. If you did something today, you accomplished something that you didn't yesterday. That would be thriving to me. I love it. A great mm -hmm. perspective to have. <laughs> awesome. So what obstacles have you faced when you've been trying to thrive either professionally or personally? <laughs> <laughs> we what may stands out? <laughs> <laughs> we may need a 10 series on Catherine's <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> All right. Obstacles, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I don't know why, but I must know a lot of naysayers or people that are scared, people that are like scared if you go out and do something. I don't know what that is. I'm just going to say naysayers. That's the perfect word for it. One big old obstacle. Um, I do things different than like uh, other coaches or consultants, not in any way saying that means better. But it, for me, it's better. It's my way. Um, you know, like, like I'm sitting here with a leopard jacket for Pete's sake. So I like I do, it. <laughs> do things different. I don't approach people with like a template. And a lot of people do. And they've been trained that way and are still successful. But I, I had to do it my way. Um, one of the obstacles is I don't work in just one town. So I have to learn what other cities are like. And then I have to like meld into how they do things. Mm -hmm. I also have international clients. I have to 
learn how they believe and do things and then become that. Those are all obstacles. Yeah. Those are hurdles I have to work on. And, um, but you always feel good when you achieve it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the resources or relationships that you've used to overcome some of those obstacles? Well, um, I didn't listen to my naysayers. So that's a good thing. Um, I read everything that deals with my industry. I'm going to say out of a week, five days, I've read something. Something pops up. It could just be I'm sitting in the doctor's office and there's an article there on business or whatever. I use those and then I don't necessarily always model what other people do, but I learn something from everyone. So not everybody that is the big multi-bazillionaires and dealing in business uh, consulting knows everything. Right. I've learned great. One of my favorite lessons from business is a hundred years ago when I was a cleaning lady and my boss was spectacular. She was the most professional person I ever met. And I learned how to deal with tough clients, whatever. And so I read and I absorb. Um, Another thing that just popped into my head is no matter where you're at, know your realtors. (laughs) Because realtors know the climate of the city. So if you're in a networking event and you see a good realtor, and you go up to that person and you say, hey, how's house sales? And when they tell you, hey, everybody's buying multi-billion dollar houses, business is doing well. Because mm-hmm. no one's buying that stuff unless they're making some money. So I actually use that when I work in other towns and stuff. I'll, hmm. I'll ask a realtor. So there's there's your little wisdom. Nugget. So you read a lot. What's your favorite book? Uh, well, okay. So I'm working on my dissertation. So what I read a lot are like probably the most boring things anyone's ever read. But if I went to read for some pleasure, I don't always gravitate to the books that everybody else likes. I don't necessarily enjoy motivational books. Okay. And I always wanted to because everybody has the coolest conversations about these books. And so I would read them and force myself. And then I realized that wasn't necessarily what I needed. So I was forcing myself to fit in because I wanted to be the cool person in the group with everybody else being cool. So I read things like Dale Carnegie and stuff like that and enjoy Talk about um, some wisdom. Some wisdom, right. I'm yeah. trying to absorb that too. So uh, things like that make me more excited than like all the great books that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so there I am. I'm the nerd. <laughs> hey, I'm a nerd right there with you. Good, good. <laughs> so if you like psychology, Taming Your Outer Child is an amazing book. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I love that book. It's probably like my favorite book I've ever read. Yeah. Like sometimes, you, well, not sometimes, but you can always find a piece of something. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I don't want to see any books that I want, I haven't been pleased with, because I know a lot of people that swear by them, but I don't necessarily fit, you know, and I, I re after reading a thousand of them, I realized it was because that wasn't where I needed, but like, I needed things on patience, <laughs> I needed things on, um, well, not, <laughs> I get along with people, but I needed things like, um, I don't know, maybe I don't want to tell all my dirty secrets here, but <laughs> I needed something else other than motivation. And so I think that's part of the reason I don't have the great conversations with everybody about their books. So all good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, another thing that just popped in my head is the PSI podcast. Um, they do a lot of stuff based on like Dale Carnegie and all the old time guys yeah. that, you know, their principles still apply today. Yeah. I listen to that yeah. podcast a lot. Well, you know, everything I do is on research, mm -hmm. you know, in the business and stuff like that. And so that goes back, you know, years, Words the research. Years. Yeah. And sometimes I would love to take all of the credit for all of this great info that I have, but I, I have to say, you know, it was like in 1850, they were doing this research and it still applies today. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah. That's awesome. So we're getting completely off topic, which I, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I, I knew it was happening. <laughs> Two girlfriends should not be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> so what's your dissertation on? Oh, basically it is well, it all comes down to culture shock. And it is businesses are losing literally millions, billions of dollars every year because they will send someone overseas, but they won't prepare them for working overseas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like right here, we're in America. We have different ways of doing business than someone in other countries. And so when we go there, sometimes we fail, which means a contract you know, goes down the toilet and then a company loses tons of money. So my uh, dissertation is about how to keep them to fulfill their contract. Awesome. And, you know, it's all, it's all research and study, but honestly, the main thing is culture shock. Yeah. I can People see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even before the podcast, we were talking about how from state to state, I mean, you can have neighboring states and it's like two different worlds. Yeah. Two different worlds. Yeah. And they have their reasons for believing what they believe. And everyone overseas has a reason to believe what they believe. Mm -hmm. And then if you go over there expecting to manage in your way, it might not work. <laughs> it might well, not backfiring, work. Backfiring, huh? <laughs> yeah. Bad stuff happens. So that's my dissertation. So. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So you're writing a dissertation. So I'm sure you have a ton of different knowledge about a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. <laughs> things oh. you may or may not care about. <laughs> and to each his own. I yeah. am a nerd as well. So I would probably care. <laughs> So I'm fascinated with like how we grow up and how that impacts us. So we could probably have conversations for days. Yeah. That's the next series. Yeah. That's our two week. Idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> By the end of two weeks, we'll have our hair pulled out and have dark circles. And <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, so aside from doing this enormous hike, yeah. um, what kind of legacy are you leaving, and what uh, <laughs> what does that word mean to you? <laughs> Oh, a legacy. What do you think of when you say Catherine? Well, I hope people, I hope people that especially know me say she was genuinely happy and she genuinely lived like she wanted to live. That would probably be the main thing. But right up next to that is always business. And I hope like I swear, actually it's in my mission statement for my company, but I hope that people say, wow, she really contributed to her industry. She changed how people work. And that is, when I started my company, that's the first thing that came to my head because people, um, we're at work a lot. <laughs> I mean, especially as, as entrepreneurs, you know, the strange breed that we are, we're at work a lot and um, it needs to be a good life and work, uh, good work can so add to your life. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about prosperity. Not only does it make you money, but like good job, a good career, like changes everything. Yeah, so that's what I, I hope people say that about me. You know, she made my business better. That would feel good. That's feel awesome. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So another off the topic question. I mean, it's not really off the topic. I, you know, we may have to record this again, do this six more times. <laughs> Your company is Future Thinking Consulting. Yeah. Have you ever taken the Gallup Strengths Assessment? I have taken um, different strengths, you know, a, a few of them. Um were you going to ask me what mine are? I was going to ask if uh, futuristic oh, really? was in your top five. Oh, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, that is, which kind of made me laugh because, um, of course, I use the word. I use the word because I like the word future. Like, I like writing it. I like saying it because um, in my gig, a lot of people say forward thinking. And I didn't like saying forward thinking. <laughs> so I liked future thinking. And that's what I do with people every single day. Or not just people, companies, every single day. You know, we talk about the future because right. that's what we're obsessed with. <laughs> and, um, but yes, futuristic. Uh, one of my strengths is creativity. So when I first saw that one, I thought, I don't, you know, I'm not always like an art and craft person or whatever and then I thought about it my creative comes in business mm -hmm. like if you're having a struggle I will come up with an out-of-the-box way to take care of that or if you're wanting to make money I can figure out how to you know you can do that and so <clears throat> yeah I've done a few strength things and they work they're telling you the truth whether yeah. if you're ready for it or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the truth. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what nuggets do you have for our listeners that you haven't well, given us already? <laughs> if I haven't already scared them enough. Um, <laughs> all right. 
people, business is not for the weak. Repeat, business is not for the weak. You are not going to wake up Monday morning and say, I want a business. And by Tuesday, it's all settled and you're, you're making your millions. It's not for the weak. You're going to come across 49 personalities before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> and you, you've got to have a thick skin to be able to handle it. And um, all right, business not for the week. There's my big nugget. Another thing, you know, we keep saying um, know your worth. Like I hear that all the time. I, I need to know my worth. I tell other people they need to know the worth. But really, what does that mean? So just because business consultant Catherine has a fee and Susie Q has a fee, we might not be the same because we're, we might do different things. Yeah. Susie Q might talk to you 15 minutes a month. I don't know. Catherine's going to be obsessed with you and like talk to you every week, whether if you're prepared or not. So fees might be different and just accept it. Know, know that dang worth. Know what you're doing. Tell people what you're going to do different than everybody else because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. People are going to sign a contract with someone who talks to them 15 minutes a week and that's it. They're going to be disappointed, but they're still going to pay something. If you pay a little bit more and then that person Zooms and communicates and comes to your office across the country, those kind of things, that's worth a little bit more and know it. Dang it. I know a lot of people that don't know the worth. Yeah. I just yeah, bought yeah. a shirt that says, know your worth and then add tax. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. There's your nugget. <laughs> I saw it. I said, I have to get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes. Please add tax. And then if you're better than everybody else, bump that that's up 10%. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that you haven't shared yet? Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this. Okay. Cause this is a new thing and it's kind of driving me crazy. If you're uh -oh. going to be a leader, talk like a leader. What do don't you mean by that? Don't talk like a little girl. Don't talk like a little boy. Talk like a leader. Um, there's a thing out there that people are doing, and it's called uh, question inflection. Let me tell you, this is, and now, now that I say this, you're going to notice 10 people doing it today, and it's going to get on your nerves. Question inflection. Speak like a leader. Like I would say, hello, I'm Catherine Barton. I'm a business scientist, and I can grow your business. Normal statement of a leader. But the thing that's happening out there with people is they would say, hello, I'm Catherine Barton. I'm a business scientist. I could grow your business. <laughs> There's a thing. Oh, no. We can't do that. But people are doing it all over. And now that I've mentioned it, you're going to see it all the time. They should just write like not confident on their forehead. <laughs> it screams not no confidence. It screams like you're asking me a question if you're the, you know, business scientist. Are you asking me? Or are you telling me? Right. Um, so there, there's, there's something that I see happening so much. 
Um, I noticed it more with a little bit younger people. And now I notice it with men, women, multi-generational question inflection. Stop it. <laughs> there's my, there's my final nugget. <laughs> well, thanks. Now I have something else to watch. <laughs> now you're going to be irritated every time you hear someone do that. Yeah. <laughs> are you asking me or are you telling me? Which one? <laughs> oh, joy. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that brings up another question. I'm oh, in good. question mode today. So good. what's your biggest pet peeve besides question inflection? <laughs> um, Ooh, man. Now, lazy people acting like they work hard. Yeah. That one came out pretty easy. Lazy <laughs> people act. I mean, Casey, I can work with <laughs> the biggest SOBs you've ever met in your life. I can work with that. But when you hand me a lazy person, yeah, I can even handle excuses. I can handle it all. Um, but if it's genuinely a person that really doesn't get up and go do whatever they need to go do over and over and over again, lazy, lazy turns me off. Got it. <laughs> I can understand why, but yeah, definitely uh, understand why. Awesome. <laughs> so how can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, um, they can go straight to my website and it has my email. So futurethinkingconsulting.com. Right. Um, I also have a, um, on there, I have a leadership development program that uh, average ROI is seven times to 35 times. So they can check that out. They can send me an email. They can call me directly at uh, 321-506-3213. And I literally pick up the phone. <laughs> no way you actually talked to literally people. <laughs> I know how to pick up the phone and or you can text me I know everybody loves to text so feel free to text um honestly this just popped into my head I have a Black Friday huge savings of 2400 bucks on my leadership development program and only the people whoever is listening to this your exciting audience if you would like to get an extra 500 bucks off, contact me and tell me you, you listen to Casey. Wow. That, that, it just popped in my head. I love you. I love your, your crowd is probably amazing. So well, I would love to do you. that. Thank you. That's very, very yeah. sweet of you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, awesome. Casey, for having me play today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. And thank you. It's always fun talking to you. Y'all have to let me know when you're back in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll just have an excuse to go to Florida. <laughs> either one. <laughs> right. Because we're still summer down here. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a little frosty up here. Yeah. But this is thank, fun yes thank you again and i'd also like to thank our um music creator excuse me stephen lamar moore who created the music for our podcast so thank you again Catherine. and i look forward to talking to you soon i appreciate you no problem thank